I'm really concerned that you have all this like real pain in your anus. Give it a, a day. Yeah, and after so much time joking about it on Podtoid, your ass is physically really hurt. Maybe our podcast is Voodoo Butt-toid. <laughs> I did ride a bicycle. Does that make everyone's butt die? Jim, is he on the show this week? Jonathan Holmes, I would kill a man for you. Do you want me to do it? I will. No. For you, I need to kill. You don't need to. I'll look him right in his eyes. I'll say, John, he says surprise. And I'll drive a knife into his balls. And I will give them to you. I'll give them all. I will kill the world for you. Don't kill the whole world. Don't kill anybody. It's not productive. It's bad. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Don't do do it. it for you. I will kill everyone. And I'll say he told me to do it. Don't do it. Uh, Oh, man. My ass is not okay. (laughs) It's a... Yeah, that's, I, I'm a little late on the week. This, I would beg to differ. No, you don't know. It's it's a hot zone. It's a danger zone. Uh, <laughs> speak. It, it, it wasn't... I would have chosen to start the show much sooner, but my ass my ass chose differently. It's you're like, you're going to be here for a while. So what's hey, happened to it? Is it? Are you doing bad poos out of it? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, but I rode my bike a couple days ago. Maybe that's why. But ass is bad. You weren't riding side saddle. I don't know how to do that. I don't. Even, I don't know what that exactly means. I believe there's some innuendo involved, but I'm just saying words that I've heard on television. It's a cowboy trick. Ladies would uh, do it on in rodeos. It was more of a lady trick at first, I believe. A man trick too. Ass is the point is. Don't I, I don't know. I'll stick around for I've, as long. I've yeah. got a I got a point for your ass. No, you really don't want to touch penis. my ass or no, not maybe. I mean never, but especially not now for your sake. Like, is it uh, in? It, you you got a hurty ass. Yeah, probably smells. Yeah, probably yeah, smells probably bad. Smells bad. It's probably all bad. Yeah. I'm just thinking, would it help if I got like a soothing balm? And, and liberally um, took the balm and slathered it on an application stick mm. and then inserted the stick Mm-mm. into the problem area. It's no. It'll be a, a hard stick, a stiff stick, but with enough malleability and yield to it to where it, some would argue it would feel quite pleasurable for you. No, no, no pleasure... Is possible with ass, uh, not now, not ever, but especially not now. I mean, I just wish it would go away. Wish I could just detach from ass and just be free of all the complications. You don't know what it's gonna do. It might smell. It might need to have stuff come out of it. it might just bleed or something. Who knows? Yeah, there's many problems associated with the a hole. Yeah. Or right. the sorry the 
the shit piece, as as we in the medical profession call it. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to help you here because obviously I'm a licensed uh, proctologist. Oh, that's the doctor for that. Yeah, I've never been to one of those. Maybe now I need to. But to you're you, not to yeah. use the official medical term. Mm-hmm. I am a poop surgeon, <laughs> and I'm here to help you with any of your backdoor troubles. I don't. I don't know. It's feeling a little better now, but it was touching down for a just while. Just we're talking to me. Um, in fact, that's as you just said there. One of my offers as a as a butt doctor is touch and go. <laughs> that's what you do to butts. Yeah, I will touch until you go. Two toilet <laughs> like, all oh. over my hands. <laughs> you don't want that. That's a. It's a very messy. I'll be t- honest. Most of oh. my job as the as the poop doctor is I just put my hands out cupped. Say, please, sir, I want some more, like Oliver Twist, and then get people to poo in my hands. It's a uh, what? Isn't can't you get diseases from that? The hepatitis B? No, uh, that's actually a misconception. Uh, that was. It's one of those um, misconceptions that were put around to sell things, like how. Uh, Santa Claus wears red now because of the influence of the Coca-Cola company when um, obviously St. Nicholas, upon which the Santa Claus legend is based, wore green traditionally. Um, But Coca-Cola got involved in the whole Christmas thing, somehow convinced everyone that that poisonous drink is uh, associated with the festive season and therefore he's red and they sell lots of Cokes at Christmas. Um... The idea that poop carries diseases or is wrong or harmful in any way was put about by Charmin, the uh, toilet paper company, to get people to wipe their asses, their assholes, um, to use the, the Latin term. Uh, obviously, that asshole any of us asshole, yeah, any of us in the medical trade. Um, and I'm a bit surprised that you, as a medical professional, as, as a fellow doctor, Jonathan, uh, oh, yeah. didn't know this. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows that, that poop, or to use the uh, common medical phrase, the uh, stank lumps, Some are perfectly safe. You could let a child play with it like Play-Doh. Uh, and it would actually, in fact, be a lot less salty. Because everyone knows a kid tries Play-Doh. Um, because say, people say, oh, it's edible. It, it's a bit like pastry, but salty and disgusting. And kids will eat a bit of it just because they're kids. They'll put anything in their mouth. Uh, it's actually a lot safer um, to let them use fecal matter over Play-Doh. Because there are a lot less germs. Uh, the salt in Play-Doh attracts um, cockroaches. It attracts lugworms. It att- it attracts the famous brown crawlers. It attracts uh, other uh, small children, too, which I think we can all agree are just dangerous. In many ways, they're the greatest germs of all, Conrad. They're filthy. They multiply with each other. Uh, they what? eat through wood. Children? Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't multiply with each other. Yeah, when that? a child reaches adulthood... It takes about five or six years from birth to reach full maturity for a child. They may and have more children. Meanwhile, you know, they're starting to outrank the adult population, who, as everybody knows, they they start life at at 25 years old. 
what is this new science you've concocted? Well, that's, that's why China drowns so many of them. I mean, that's the reason. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so obviously, do not buy Play-Doh. That's the message. If you have to build vague shapes out of soft lumps, use your shit. That's that's basically the, the the message. It's one of those safety things we're putting out in schools for all the twenty five year olds that's uh, still at school. Is uh, you know how they have like say no to the drugs and uh, don't touch a stranger's winky. Uh, this is our new thing. Uh, say yes to poop. <laughs> I'm imagining. So what's the question? <laughs> the question is poop. Poop. Yes, please. Uh, that's that's going to be a, a, a commercial for it. I'm going to put those out on TV during like uh, children's programs. Um, you know, you'll be watching the tweenies or the Teletubbies. I don't know what they show on TV now. And then in the commercial break, poop. Yes, please, says Christian Slater. <laughs> I'm imagining, you know, all over schools posters with Geddy Lee on it. Just says Geddy Lee says say yes to poop. Because it's perfectly uh, safe. It's edible. I mean, that's another thing they tell you. Oh, don't eat poo. <laughs> they're, all, they're always saying it. And I believe um, after Obama won his election last year, God, thanks, Obama, he said, uh, now, don't eat the poop, please. Don't eat it. You can't eat the poop. Because it's wrong. And it is dirty. Sit down, please. Uh, and of course, you know, he's been paid off by the corn industry, by the bread industry, by the Kellogg's industry, who are always making tasty Kellogg's for us to eat in the morning. Um, because poo is a natural source of fiber, a natural source of, of vim. What? And, it's a superfood. vim It's where all everything but vim goes. It's the... It's the stuff your body don't want. Oh. That's why it came out the hole. Oh. Who told you that? Obama? <laughs> no, uh, a guy. Follow the money. Oh, okay. Follow the money. Who is telling you poo is, is bad to eat? The food uh, companies. Oh, yeah? Because poo is the natural competitor to food. Because if you just ate the one poo you did... You just eat a poo and it comes out. And you just eat that poo over and over again. Yeah, I've you wouldn't buy food. It's like the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't it stand a reason though that what comes out the exhaust pipe isn't good to try to run your car? No, or? no. In fact, you actually run more efficiently because you eat a poo and it goes through, and while it goes through, it drags all of the toxins as it goes through. And when you poo it out, it pushes all the toxins out first, which just kind of dissipates. That's what windy pops come out of your bummer. You do wow. a little fluff, a little guff, right? That's all just all just the bad stuff disappearing into the ether. And then you reach into the toilet and pick up the poo. You eat it again, and then see you in twelve hours, little friend. You get rid of all the more <laughs> bads in it. So farts are dangerous, or at least not as... Oh, you don't want to use farts for Play-Doh. <laughs> or eat them, or breathe yeah. them in. 
Well, children, children laugh when they hear a fart. It's exactly the same as Play-Doh. Keep it away from them, otherwise you'll end up with a whole gaggle of them in your house. Gaggle of farts or children? They're you both. start playing with farts, and then, you know, word will get round in the sewers and the forests where the, where the children dwell, and they'll all come around and say, we heard you have got farts in there. Give them to us. The sewers or the forests? Yeah, that's where oh, they live. That's where they live and fashion their bone spears that they take from the femurs of the dead and the dying. The forest dead? The, the, those that just go out to the forest and to die? And they, the sewer dead. They, they send um, scoutlings into the cities and, and drag corpses from the city, corpses of human adults, back into their forest dwellings or their subterranean shacks. And just repurpose what's there. Um, they make spears out of our leg bones. They eat Play-Doh out of our skulls. <laughs> Where, uh, why are there just corpses in the city? From, from people not having enough to eat? Or uh, not doing good at life? Just failing to succeed or something? Uh, they, they just die because they're eating too much like so-called real food. Which kills you in the end. These aren't the poop eaters who are No, dead. no. They're the poop eaters. You see, what happens is the human body can run forever. Like lobsters, there's no cell degeneration. They're what, you, we, they're what scientists call biologically immortal. And if you were just eating the poop, it would just push out the toxins and just keep going through. But you eat real food with, you know, calories and trans fats. Can we say trans fats? Yeah, trans fats, right? And, what, did you think that was a swear? Or and something? baked beans. <laughs> trans fats? And you eat all that, and that just kills you in the end. Uh, dogs eat poop. Lobsters, I think, eat their own poop. Um, there you go. If you eat shrimp, it has poop in it sometimes, because the shrimp is filled with yeah. poop. Well, you, you look on Wikipedia, it'll say uh, that shrimp, generally, good for the heart. And why do you think that is? Because they want to say that poop is good for the heart. Because they've got a big intestine in a shrimp full of little shrimp poo. And that just gives you just a little bit of goodness. (laughs) I can't imagine that all poops are equally good, though. I mean, they're a result of what you ate. So you eat Kellogg's. Don't you have Kellogg's poops that are... Well, that's why Jim's so interested specifically in your poop, Jonathan. Because what? you are the pinnacle of manliness and health. So oh, no. obviously what excretes from your little sausage factory oh, no. is going to be of a higher quality and is going to guarantee Jim long sustained life. Yeah, that's what we call the, the brown grade material. Comes from your little chunga squirter. Um, in, in, in poopology... My, my particular field of science, uh, your A-piece is generally considered home of the Golden Grail. Generally considered by people other than you? There's people talking. In the general poopology community, uh, you represent basically the fountain of eternal poots. <laughs> Not you, poots. We want it. You we, want we want it, man. It's not that good. It's, yeah. uh, today, it's real bad. 
That's about all the mileage we're going to get from that conversation. Uh, <laughs> friends and lovers, welcome to Podside. I'm oh. your host, Jim Sterling. Yes. Uh, that went on entirely too long. Uh, for I don't apologize for that. Oh, no. I don't think. No, do. not at all. No, I do I do not apologize for it that. It was like 15 minutes yeah. for one poop joke. You, yeah. know, you had a lot of different ideas in there. I'm, I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed. I acknowledge I did wrong, but for the greater good. It was the start of maybe an NBC miniseries. It yeah. was you had the the bones there for uh, otherworldly post-apocalyptic structure where children are living in the sewers and killing us and eating play-doh. There was a lot of ideas in there. Don't just focus on poop. Plenty of ideas beyond poop in there. It's a yeah. great job. Great. So. Jonathan. Yes. Uh, we've been talking. Yeah. You've got to make a choice, mate. Uh, about what? You've got to make a choice. Are you going to lead or are you going to do machines? Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Am I going to lead? This like... is, are you going to lead or do machines? Is that like John Connor? Because I'm already called but rude. Conrad Zimmerman has very kindly stepped up to the plate to be our official party dude. Colbert Rude, party dude, lead or be machines. Is this from a cartoon show I never watched? I'll be honest, I would have, I would prefer for you to do machines. My basic plan is, you do machines, I'm Colbert Rude, give me a break, and Conrad Zimmerman is a party dude. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, every every Sunday uh-huh. is the turn of one of us to alternate first job and lead. Because right. we can't get a fourth. We could probably get a fourth, but... Uh, I don't want a fourth. We got I, a good dynamic here. So, Donatello does machines. Yeah, you're going to do machines, which means basically... <laughs> I want to see you fucking a MacBook Air. Ouch. How do the people do that? I don't know how they do that. Well, you're going to have to learn, aren't you? Well, have you seen... You've been to... You've seen Goatsy, right? That's how you do that. (laughs) No, I haven't seen that. What's that? Yeah, you just sit on it. Oh, come on. No, that's not even possible. What's a Goatsy? Is it good? Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. Is it uh, like a new... Zoo review? Is it like a new it's, review? it's not exactly new. Okay, it's old. It's it's. I wouldn't say old. I, we prefer the term classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. If you yeah, when we're done on the show, just look up Goatsy. G O A, T S E. Is it like Goatier? That um, somebody that I used to know guy. Ah. Uh, similar. It might be the same guy. <laughs> it's. Yeah, I get that song in my head when I look at it. Didn't have to turn him off. So uh, whiny. Yeah, if I were you, I'd mm-hmm. put that song on and then search for it. I don't think I want to see this. I you're want you to see this. Ah, uh, you might. I, it's you're being awfully vague. I need you to see. I don't, you don't need, I mean, you need... I just can't imagine how you've been on the internet any time in the last 15 years and not had this occur to you, Mm. you know, where you would go and see Goatsy. Have you seen the guy's videos? 
I don't think so. I've never heard of them. Until... I've seen these videos, and they're all equally astonishing. It's fantastic. Big fan. What does he do? What does he do? He sits on things. He, he does. Sits. He does what you're going to be doing when we achieve our turtle dynamic. Uh, doing machines. Yeah. He has sex with machines. Mm. <laughs> like what? Like a. Uh, he facilitates. Like... He facilitates the doing of the machines. Jonathan. How do you do that? Like you what? are gonna find out. Like a uh, what kind of machine? I don't even he's know. Like a, he's like a guru, in a way. Yeah. Gu- guru. Yeah. He, uh, he like is a like when, or a lamb kebab. When the Beatles went to India to yeah. learn about doing drugs and be a Hindu. Transcendental mm. meditation. That's what they learned to do. They were all like, They learned to have sex with a what? Yeah, yeah, this is more like a transcendental penetration. What is going on? Just tell me what the thing guy does with the toaster. It's got to be something oh, simple. Yeah. Hey, does he put his penis in it? Folks, welcome welcome to the internet circa 1995. Yeah, I was uh, doing other things. Yeah. What did I do on the internet in 95? It was a Netscape era. It was. It was the glorious Netscape era. Sure. Netscape okay. Navigator. For those too young to recall the, the, the times in memoriam of our age. Yes, days gone by. You know. It's the future yet to come. Who knows what browsers we'll be using in 10 years. Who knows? Years. The, the 90s were a time of wonder, of great exploration. We had Hadaway on the radio. Anything was possible. House music had started. I don't. I still don't know what that means. House music. It's just techno music, right? Electronic music, dance music. I'd be careful where you tread. I know you Pot-toid don't. Potoid listeners. So Oof. Potoid listeners and house fans are generally run in the same packs. <laughs> Since we're talking about the '90s, and uh, and I've been fine trying to find an excuse to talk about this for like, oh, three weeks. Um, I just read a like a short novella called 90s Island and it's uh, about being nostalgic for that or, or any period in time but it's specifically focused on the 90s these 30 year old burnouts uh, having something of a midlife crisis decide to start a Kickstarter to purchase a small island in the middle of the ocean and recreate the 90s <laughs> oh, <that sounds> <laughs> I like the sound of that yeah, it's it's a short, quick read. It's uh, by a guy named Marty Beckerman. He's written a couple other books that I've read. He, it's it's all right. It's not like brilliant, but may, you know, in a way, not being a particularly nostalgic person myself. Uh, like I look back, I, I enjoy old things, but I don't long for them in any way. Mm. Um, you know, I don't listen to modern music, but it's not that modern music isn't something that I could like. I just haven't found stuff that's coming out now that interests me, but I don't want them to just produce the same crap that they made in the nineties either. Uh, so the book didn't resonate too strongly with me on in that aspect, but it's pretty funny to consider the, the prospect of, of trying to sort of time capsule society in some way uh, as if it were possible. It's something a lot of people think about trying to do. Yeah. So uh, it's a universal theme. Some would say it's good stuff. I want to make a time capsule. I want to make a big deal of it. And I want to say we will preserve 
the year 2013 as it will be remembered. And I want to just drag out a big plastic... It looks like a giant plastic ibuprofen tablet with a lid. And we just open it up and we just slap handcuffs on you, Jonathan, and pull your clothes off and no. just stuff you in it. That's not a time capsule. That's and a... shove it in a big hole in the ground. And there's a window at the top so we can see your face while we shovel the dirt on. <laughs> Would I survive? I, just, I, just I wouldn't. See you just, just, just your face looking through this porthole, just screaming. And flecks of spit from your mouth hitting the glass. But it's it's silent. We can't hear anything. We're just <laughs> seeing it. All we can hear is just this faint thud as his handcuffed hands are trying to bash the, the lid. <laughs> the lid of the Holmes capsule. I don't get the comedy in that. We <laughs> can kill a guy and watch him watch him die. <laughs> you would die. You would I live wouldn't. forever. Oh, because I'm going to eat my poops in there. Okay. Right. Ladies um, and gentlemen, welcome to the Holmes capsule event where we will pr we will preserve 2013 and prove. That a man with brown grade poops can live forever off one of them. And then we just grab, like, I've got these, like, helmeted guards. They look like, they look like the, 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 the mooks from Equilibrium, the Christian Bale movie. And they grab you and yank all your clothes off and you're going, no, help, please, somebody, help. And, like, your friends and family... Because they know this has to happen. So they all, like, look away. And you just hear, like, one of your, like, oldest friends just mutter under his breath, forgive me. And they slap handcuffs on you and drag you over to this big, white, sterile, pill-looking time capsule. And stuff you into it. And put this lid on top. And you're going, ah, ah. And you can hear, like, as the lid goes over, just, ah, ah, ah. And then just the sound of welding equipment and drills overtakes it. So it's just, ah, help, God help. Oh boy, it's a horror movie type for me. And, and that is good. And then when you're in there and you're forced to look out that window, you will not be able to avoid looking at my ass. Because I will jump on top and I will pull down my pants and sit on the porthole. And then you're going to have to look at it. Well, why would you want... What? Did you think I would like looking and, at it? And then I will poo. Oh. Out of my bum. And, I'll, for, and you'll see it. You'll see the a-hole dilate a bit. And then just all brown come out of it. All over the glass. And you'll still help me, help me. And then you just see like... Because like, it's pitch black now because the porthole is just covered completely in de brown and then you just see these three streaks of sunlight appear through it where i've got my fingers and just scraped a bit of it aside and you just <laughs> you just see my eye looking in like a like the logo of um extreme dinosaurs is this, is this i, I just... wouldn't mm? go ahead go ahead i wouldn't be I would have given up on help. Help me. Do you think I'm thinking I'm going to get helped? You, you must know by now that I'm quick.
quick to resign. Yeah. So that so then you will just have to look at it. No, oh, I, think, I, I think close this my is, eyes and wait for something to happen. This is really bold. I think uh, in, in the end here, history is going to remember David Blaine as a pussy. Oh, yeah. When this happens. You're going to be a hero. You, Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I think we should consider the possible, uh, A, merchandising opportunities that can come from this. Uh-huh. And, and the long-term ramifications. I mean, we could sell, like, little, little keychains. That you know they're 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 filled with water and they've got home a little Holmes toy inside and the hands have like a little air bubble so that they stick up and they're in fists and then you can shake it and it looks like he's banging against the glass trying to get out. <laughs> that is fantastic. I like that. Um, you can get like get like little potted plants like those Insta Grow things where you just put in water and then like two days later a little tiny plants come out, but. Underneath the dirt, we've got a little cutout of Jonathan Holmes's face. So as the plant grows, this face just rises, screaming out of the dirt. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, I mean, now, I don't want to look too far into the future, but it's entirely possible that this is the sort of thing that could be so iconic as to spawn a whole new religion. Oh, God, he could be the new Kiss. <laughs> what? No. No. You could be as famous as Bald Stanley and Jem Singings from Kits. Uh, I like this religion idea. I you should be high priests a bit, Conrad. No, I, I, I'm in favor of that. I'm, and we I... each we each wear a tiny little capsule around our neck as our holy symbol, with just this tiny porthole with a little beige face looking out of it, just just twisted in perpetual horror. Would you like that? Jonathan. No, no. You'll be famous. You'll be immortal in our hearts. But what I, I mean, one thing I really want to do is because we won't bury you straight away. I, just to return to where I've scraped the poo off and now I'm just looking in, right? I've got one eye closed and my other eye just pressed against the glass looking in at you. And there's actually just a tiny array of LED lights inside the coffin, Jonathan. Not so much for your kind of for your benefit but it kind of lights up the porthole so that you can just see my eye just <laughs> staring in at you one eye looking in like a dinosaur's it's like resident evil revelations logo. It's like the resident evil revelations logo exactly cool logo. like that cool logo i would like that for a second because i would be like cool logo then i'd be like oh no he killed me and he's just waiting for me to die, I guess, or just poop on me. It's not... I don't want you to to die so much, because I wish this could last a lifetime. I won't. I'll die. Because what I want is for eventually, for you to just be looking up at the porthole, in that eye, and once you've given up all hope of escape, once you're screaming for, for intervention from deaf and blind gods... Uh, and and you're truly at the point where there is nothing left. That eye, unblinking and bloodshot, staring down at you, will basically be your existence. Mm. That will be your universe. And Ooh. at that point, I will be a god. Ah, yes, that's what it comes back to. Don't that's say it I'm like that. Like this is an ego thing. This is for your benefit. <laughs> It's funny, uh... <laughs> this, is, this is to give you something to believe in, 
by taking away everything else so that there's only me. It'll be the ultimate intimacy. You, you wouldn't have had this with your family. You wouldn't have had this with your wife. You wouldn't have had that with that fucking dog of yours. Oh, It'll yeah. just be me and you. Just your terrified, tear-stricken eyes. The sound of nothing but your own muted, despair-fueled whimpers. And just my eye. And in a way, you will you will fall in love with that eye, for it will be terrible, and it will be awful to behold, and it will be everything, and you will be glad of it, and you will be grateful. People, uh, have you seen Hannibal? It's a show. It's about Hannibal Lecter. People are saying, where can they go from here with Hannibal? Because there's been a few episodes, and they're in each, like, uh, the murderers are... Uh, they do creative things with people uh, when they kill them. More and more creative every every episode. One time a guy uh, grew mushrooms in people because he thought that was the ultimate form of intimacy to like become one with a mushroom. Uh, another guy who loved to play music, he turned people's corpses into uh, musical instruments. And I think last week they made like, a huge sculpture out of corpses. And the fans are already saying, where can they go from here? Are they just going to have, you know, like there's a thousand dead bodies stacked on top of each other? And no, this is, they just need to hire you to write. Well, it's, them. A, it's a TV show based on a movie, based on a book. Mm-hmm. So really where they go from here is to make a video game based on the TV series, based on the movie, based <laughs> on the book. That's the next step. That's the fucking multimedia hat yeah. trick. Well, I mean, it'll come full circle because... Oh, you've got to novelize the video game. Yeah, well, I mean, after a while, me and Jonathan Holmes will be real life based on a TV show, based on a film, based on a novel, Jonathan. You should poop on things. You should write a script about uh, pooping on the things and be the next Hannibal guy. I will be your god. (laughs) <laughs> oh no, don't take this, uh, these fun ideas you have and channel them into the fiction that people are so uh, hyped up on these days this kind of bleak, sad murder fiction I so, am your god <laughs> you're not you're, you're a guy I know you're a good guy you're I good am guy. your god <laughs> no, I'm just kind of a whisper I thought. am your everything <laughs> no, you're just a uh, you're a cool dude. I'm gonna poop on you. <laughs> it's not it's not what you're gonna do, really. Welcome to Podtoid, everybody. <laughs> the whole time I was thinking, uh, what would the soundtrack be for this if it was Hannibal? And yeah. it would be Dreams can come true. You know you got to have them. You know you got to be strong. Yeah, it would be that if it was Hannibal. It would be good. It would be a good episode. Holmes um, buried alive. <laughs> Jim is looking at him. S- something. You know you got to have one. What is she talking about? I don't know. Yeah, it's all right. Video games happened this uh, week. Oh, God. They did? A lot of things are happening in video games. Yes. Video game culture is in this weird sort of hungry lull where people are, are it's pre-E3, so everyone's like, something should happen right now. And nothing's happening that much. So uh, people are holding on there. Just, uh, once they got their teeth into something, they're sticking with it. 
Right now it's the X-Bone. People still talking about the X-Bone. Well, they love that X-Bone. Yeah, they're so mad about it. They love the madness. A lot of people are um, saying uh, that the X-Bone is a bad name for the Xbox One. It is lame and stupid and embarrassing to say. X-Bone? Um, really? Yeah. But right now it's the name it deserves. <laughs> I, I might want to call it something else after E3, but until, uh, until that reveal they had last week isn't the, the only thing. It is X-Bone. That is what it deserves. Each, each console gets what it deserves. Sure. And right now it deserves X-Bone. I saw somebody was calling the Xboxo NE. I thought that was kind of cute. But X-Bone just rings off the... Just uh, rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. Uh, why do you think people are this... Why do you think it's hitting the video game culture this hard, though? Hitting it so hard, and now there's there's finally some backlash with some people saying that everyone's pretending to hate it because they think it's cool because everyone else says they hate it, but people actually secretly like it, but they're too ashamed to that, say that. That like. okay, that's going. That's that's just uh, silly. There's a lot like, of that now. Too. I mean, I I can understand, you know, like my perspective on that sort of thing is that there's a whole lot of people who are acting like they're a lot angrier than they actually are about it. Because mm-hmm. it's something that they probably should be angry about in some degree, but you know, just yesterday on on Twitter, I was I was saying that this whole like you know petitioning Sony for you know some statement going against the the DRM stuff and you know all of the angry letters to Microsoft and the the social media organization of hashtagging and crap like that. If you're serious about you know, how you feel that these sorts of things are going to be anti-consumer, talk to me again, like, three, four weeks before the console comes out. Show me that you're, like, organizing to be in launch lines and handing out leaflets to inform consumers because you're concerned that this is going to negatively impact the, the hobby and form of entertainment that you love. Right now, all I hear is a bunch of people complaining. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll get organized. We have, uh, since the last generation of consoles hit, since the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 and Wii hit, things have changed in video game culture, I think, in that there's a sense that communities can get together and enact change and uh, with more than just their dollars influence the industry. The, you know, People felt that because they got so pissed off about Mass Effect 3's endings that they were going to work to change the endings with the DLC and whatever. Um, people thought Operation Rainfall worked. People thought that, um, you know, there, there's this new sense of activism in the video game culture, which is really interesting. People certainly me. are in... They're, they like um, the idea of making a stand a lot more now, of, of, yeah. of, being, of not putting up with stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I... I like in theory. I certainly hope it'll, you know, like Conrad, there'll be a, some more organization to it or whatnot. Um, as a consumer advocate, as someone who runs a, a show which is at least 50-50, depending on the topic, a, a consumer advocacy show, it's been great. It's been great. I've, it, you know, I've been getting all sorts of cool ideas for the show from a lot of things people have been talking about and also loads of great feedback for the show. Um 
because I'm making great arguments and the videos themselves are being used by people uh, in arguments that they have with other people on the stuff. So it's it's a good time for a consumer advocate like self. Mm. I'm liking it. Sure. Good times. Talking of, though, I got, I got something game-related. You do? Yeah, I just received a tweet on Twitter from a user called Unverified Bacon. Uh, who wanted me to review a game because since my Boob Wars review on Destructoid, I'm now that person's go-to hentai game reviewer. No, uh -huh. I've only ever done the one, and I never want to do them again because I felt awful. Uh, but I clicked on it. It's a game called The Fucking Dead. What? Yeah, I think we can all imagine what that involves. Zombies having sex with women. Sounds Probably gross. against their will because that's apparently the only way you can have sex in a game. Ugh. But yes. I clicked on this site, dlsite.com, apparently the indie entertainment product download shop it's for adults. Wow. And some of the titles of these games are uh, amazing. Really? Incredible. So I just thought I'd read a few of them out, see if there's any of you interested in, uh, in, in having a play yourself of some of these games. Okay. S Pizza Takeout Obscenity. I'm actually looking at the page. I knew that was the first yeah. page you were going to have to name. Pizza Volume 11. Volume 11? That's a game? Pizza Takeout Obscenity. How does that's... that work as a game? That's not even... Those are just random words next to each other. Um, well, I'm, I'm imagining there's going to be some obscenity in, involving pizza that they ordered. Uh, I can read the description for you here. Go for you it. Hear, you hear a rumbling engine sound and footsteps going up the stairs. You open the door to find a pizza delivery woman standing there. This gorgeous woman in a pink uniform starts giving you a sensual massage. There you go. See? That's a <laughs> game. Uh, Jonathan. Yes. Here's one that would appeal to you. No. Totally obedient pay girl. <laughs> Rule. These are video games? These are video games. This is $6.17. Rule her with micropayments. A novel-style CG collection marinated in sexual harassment she can't refuse. That's so much worse I, than that, yeah, that makes That's hard. That makes no sense. <laughs> I'm pretty these... sure the idea of harassment is it's refused. That's how it works. Are there are what what country is this a European country or is this yes where these games come from Jonathan I, I can't imagine where you, uh, we uh, all know where uh, here's one <laughs> I like this one because of the disappointment that comes with it um, violated hero I wanted to chivalrously save the world. <laughs> it's, it sounds like an Atlas game, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. But one where someone like got a cheeky finger up their bum hole and just I, I all I wanted to do was chivalrously save the world. I didn't need that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's getting what happens in that one? I, that I don't I can't see a description. Oh there here we go. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to read the description of the game. I'm going to read the situations. 
They've listed out all the various incredibly erotic scenarios you can have in Violated Hero, I Wanted to Chivalrously Save the World, Jonathan Holmes. Situations. So these are the scenes described. Semen milking squeeze of the dragoness. A magical warrior girl's furious foot job. <laughs> the, <laughs> the thief who strokes your cock while threatening to cut it off. Pussy frotting from a cum coaxing Venusian plant girl. Wow. Endless ejaculations from the chinpo devouring slime girl. Chinpo? I don't know. We'll have to look it up later. Sex with a heavenly angel. Oh, that's fine. Bewitching serpent uses her tawdry tentacle body. Tawdry? <laughs> to, to what end? Just to assume. <laughs> Loving dragon girl and team eternally consume you. Come hell double titwank from Dragoness and Warrioress. <laughs> yeah, what did you uh, think of that? Uh, it's thought provoking. I can't it's, help but wonder. It's an art game. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. Not? Beautiful wife with horrifying snake man? Erotic battle! <laughs> I guess it's erotic. Um, uh, would you be interested in sordid dick girl school? Sorted dick Sordid dick girl school. Sorted. She, they've got swords and dicks. Sorted. Not dicked sword They're girls. dirty. Sorted. They're, they're dick girls. Ah. Girls. It's a, yeah. it's a whole sort of Japanese niche of hentai. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Good old Brad Rice was an expert. Yeah. This sordid you, school uh... is a bad place for education, but a paradise for bullies. <laughs> the what? title didn't imply there'd be bullying. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like... It seems like there's a lot they think you're going to fill in the blanks on. They just give you a few key words like tentacle body and titwank, and you have to... Yeah. You're out the rest. I like this title because it sounds as outraged with itself as everyone else is going to be. Futanari sister uses little brothers like a toy. <laughs> and it's, it's an exclamation mark and a question mark on like underneath. So it is just a perplexed question. Uses little brothers like a toy. How dare you? This is yeah, a video game. Uh, this one is fucking dark. It's called Violate Anywhere Anywhere in the Town. Violate Anywhere in the Town? Yes. Not anywhere and, in the town. No, it says anywhere in the town. And, and the, the, the contents reads, Find a woman by walking around the town. Attack her and force the act. Put her in captivity after that. Watch out for the police. This is an erotic game to explore the town to find a girl to assault. The operation oh of the main God. character is very easy. Six girls are featured. Each has different active hours. If the police spot you out during the assault, they follow after you. You may have to fight against them. The goal is to collect all six girls in your home. Oh, that, Doesn't that, that just that make is. you feel awful the I further just, in you get? Yeah. Oh. Dreams can come true <laughs> about it. 
Oh god! Okay, and then there's rape, rape, rape. Oh god, no! And no. it's it's it, and it's sequel. Play, play, play. Oh, okay. How's that a sequel? Feel uh, bad. Yes, well, play, they, play, they obviously play. dumbed that one down to appeal to the mainstream. Play, play, play includes a whole bunch of features like chain linked rape. <laughs> oh. Ram shoot and penetrate. If there's a fleshy hole, it's yours to probe. This is in English? Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's in a kind of English. <laughs> Not an English I want to learn. I'm going to I'm going to have to raise the tone. Mm, please do. Let's be lighthearted with Street Fucker 02 Alpha Karen the Cumbucket. <laughs> uh Karen of Street Fighter is turned into a human toilet by none other than Sakura. These are Street Fighter fan games? Uh, it's a fan I'm game. They're fan fucking, might not be the right yeah, word. They're yeah, fucking charging for it. Exploiter? Yeah. They use Street Fighter. They, they, they use a little asterisk and star out the eye. Oh. Just so that we know <laughs> that it's not that. Um... I don't even want to know what dress-up P-Doll light yellow sword eyes girl edition is. Wow, people really like some yucky stuff. Uh, they like it enough for this to be a sustainable business, I guess? There's enough people buying? The, the thing is, like, some of the downloads, like, they're really small. I don't know how... They, they must be making money off, like, two guys. Mm, and I'm, mm. gonna, I'm going to be sexist and say guys. Well, fair enough. I think it's a fair assumption. It's men buying these. Uh, like the one man who downloaded You Can Make Me Pregnant Because I Love You. Just one download. Uh, the summary is Circumstances led me to live with my younger sister. Aki, Aki Sakurai and I couldn't help falling in love. Cream pie and pregnancy themed incest. <laughs> That's a description of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a love story. Uh, here's Haru, uh, request one for Haru version 2.0. Now, the cover of this has, like, an elfish sort of girl with some sort of fluid that comes over her nose and mouth. Uh, you know, that's just, like, running down it as though it were splattered there. But the, the angle that it comes at is, like, down and underneath, and so you see this sort of swollen vulva, and then another hole that is inexplicably in front of that and like where the nipples would be those are also cavities and there's all these green like worm type things either coming in or going out of them it's not animated thank god uh but it's terrifying it's a a 3d digital figure with an expansion pack of fan requests fan requests this has 13 downloads on this service um (laughs) Four uh, times, uh, ca- four times the characters: standard sun tan, interspecies green, and interspecies purple. Of course, e- each character comes with sweat and spittle fluid materials. More files feature nipple fuck, navel fuck distortion. Uh, it was nice of them to asterisk out the U in fuck, um, and then further <laughs> magnet controller for fist fuck. These what are all incredible. What are doing with these things? There's such new words and new new word combinations yeah. you're talking about. Jonathan. What? Fuck. Jonathan, yeah. I know you're a bit concerned that some of these might not feature the kind of gameplay you'd like. So I found you a card battle side-scrolling RPG with a fully voiced heroine. Whoa, what's it called? The selfish conjurer needs to pee. <laughs> 
A young lady doesn't pee outside. Karen tests the limits of her bladder on her journey to the castle. Oh, God. Uh, This one has no downloads, which surprises me because it's such a tantalising title. How I used a mind control smartphone to get a demon girl pregnant. (laughs) And this one might be the most interesting of them all. Kirby 20th Anniversary. (laughs) They've got that on there? Just, Just a pirated... Kirby 20th Anniversary Manga Among All the Filth. A Nintendo anthology of ten collaborators in a celebration of Kirby, the adorable pink demon on his 20th anniversary. They really call him the pink demon? Pink demon. (laughs) You know, they say, and uh, this may be true, what you're saying may be proving that when people like really dark and scary stuff, you know, like Nine Inch Nails and whatnot, they often have a heart of gold. When people love cute, wonderful, fluffy, puffy things, they're actually disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Of the type. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that everyone downloading stuff, like all the people downloading, you know, selfish conjurer needs to pay. They they were all 9/11 first responders. That's what they do. They go out, put out a fire, save a baby from, you know, an abusive household, and then go home and play how a smartphone got a demon girl pregnant. Oh, let's never do that again. That was that was a one time thing. Really bad idea. No, it felt good. People wanted to know. There was going to be a morbid curiosity around that part of Hot Toys history. Yeah, you 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 disgust me. That felt good. Wow. Wow. I didn't do anything, so it was fine. With me. It was very interesting. <laughs> you say. Yeah, it was easy for me to sit back and listen. Yeah. Said. yeah. Oh, that's all it was, Governor. That's all it was, Judge. <laughs> I just sat there and listened. Yeah. I didn't do anything. You know, they often say to do nothing is the greatest evil of all. Really? You are the greatest evil of all. You are like what Dalzim said in the 1995 Street Fighter movie. You are the good men who do nothing. Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah, you talked about it last week. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Oh, the good men do nothing. Did you see the other Street Fighter movie? The Legend of Chun-Li? I haven't seen The Legend of Chun-Li. Maybe I should. It's interesting. It's surprising. <laughs> the amount of times Chun-Li's race changes. I think it's three times. Because uh, they follow her over different times in her life, different ages. She starts off Asian and ends definitely not Asian. And M. Bison is Irish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Or Scottish, one of those two. Um, and you've seen the, all the Chris Klein scenes of Charlie Nash. It's got a lot of sex scenes in it with just women. Yeah, it's a mystery, mystery, mysterious movie. Check it out. Does she need to pee in it? <laughs> I don't. I'm not interested in stories unless I got fully voiced heroines that really need to gush out. Why do people? What's this, what's sexy about just having an uncomfortable need to pee? I don't think. Do you want to find out? No, no. We can run an experiment. <laughs> I won't find out through you experimenting on me in some way. I'll still be wondering, because to me, you know, if you had to pee out of your fingers, would it still be sexy? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to find out? We can run experiments. Jonathan. 
I'll get my special <laughs> screwdriver. <laughs> that would be pretty special. Yeah, yeah. We'll just need some pipes. Actually, we could probably get like a funnel, mm-hmm. put it around the end of your penis, Jonathan, and get some get a, some plastic tubing, mm-hmm. which will come out the other end of the funnel, and we'll thread that tubing up. And we'll tape it with duct tape, like along the sides of your body, under your armpits, along your arms, and then like on your hands, and spread them out at your fingers. And so you will be, you'll be Johnny Piss Fingers. <laughs> well, the P will be uh, funneled to the fingers. You'll be like oh. Spider Man. You know how like Spider Man makes the little web cartridges. Yep. That's the X Men one. It's pretty close. Yeah, the other one is it's actually intelligible. You can't do the the nineties Spider Man one. Wasn't there a Spider-Man cartoon where he went to an alien planet or the future or both? Spider-Man Unlimited, I think. Is that really what it was called? Yeah, I think so. And like Venom and Carnage were just like splodgy lumps and they went on with him. And then he saved a planet of essentially Thundercats, I believe. (laughs) Whose idea was that? They were so desperate back then. It was a maniac's idea. Did he win at the end? Did he get to go back home? I don't know. I, I only remember... I remember I saw the very first episode and then a couple of ones throughout the, the series. I never saw their thrilling conclusion. I was more hooked on the 90s Spider, Spider-Man one. Oh, sure. It's, it's been on Netflix. So I was re-watching them. How are they? They're not bad. They're not bad at all. They're actually quite watchable. Yeah. My wife was really into that stuff. That's how she knows all the Spider-Man characters. Uh, but it wasn't that good either, was it? Was it really good? It wasn't really good, but for a '90s like Saturday morning cartoon, it was it was cohesive and mm. had a full continuity and and everything, you know, with giant like like sagas that lasted twenty episodes and stuff, you know. Then they did like the Spider when Spider Man turned into an actual Spider Man and oh yeah, they, yeah they. And they had, like, the X-Men come in sometimes, and it was pretty cool. Mysterio. Now, why is it... Oh, everyone loves Mysterio. He would have been... Well, they loved you when you were the new hero, Pisterio. <laughs> what would he do? Oh, well, like I said, we've... You'll have piss coming out of your hand. Oh, piss fingers is yeah. Pisterio. Pisterio, great. Because we've got the... Yeah. Using technology, we have augmented your body with piss tubes. Well, I was going to say, I was going to smoothly segue. No, no, I'm going to keep talking about this. Okay. I I really need you to think about it. (laughs) When You don't even have anything else to say about it. You just (laughs) want me to feel that way, I think. Is that right? Yeah. (laughs) But people didn't get that mad that the Spider-Man show wasn't totally awesome, and yet was pretty popular. But people get so mad 
that uh, tropes versus women in video games is well known and watched, but isn't exactly what they. It's not so much the people that just hate the fact that she's trying to. Uh, you weren't say, there, man. Huh? You weren't there, man. I weren't. I weren't there. You weren't there when we watched it. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You ever seen fear in a man's eyes? Real fear. You weren't there. You don't know what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch, watch tropes versus women in video games. They said it'll be fun. They said you'll learn about misogyny. They said you weren't there. We came home after watching it, expecting medals. Society spat all over us. These scars won't go away, man. Uh, for those of you who, uh, you know, don't understand much about incredibly unsubtle and misguided satire, that was me likening watching Troops vs. Women in video games to being a Vietnam veteran. People, Just check it in your Poptoid scorebook. <laughs> 729 on the post, uh, 20, 729 comments on the post you did on the second part of Damsels in Distress today. And I bet that's going to be up to a thousand by the time the, the night is up. And so many people are mad that not that she's trying to say stuff, but she's just not saying it exactly as good as they want. And therefore they're enraged that she's getting all this attention. Like they're so, and as you've said before, Jim, they're not noticing that they're giving her all this attention by screaming about how she shouldn't get so much attention. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I, I honestly don't understand. I don't know what she did. Like, I know that when you do, like, you talk about feminism in gaming, so if you always do paint a bit of a target on your back, mm. um, and because there are always people that, that react uh, very nastily to it, but I don't know what it is she did especially that, that made it so vile. I mean, I've seen... I say made it so vile, like, in their minds it was vile. Oh, sure. I've mm -hmm. seen... This was an actual comment someone sent me in Total Biscuit once um, when we were having a conversation about, uh, you know, sexism in gaming and stuff. Sorry, I was knocking my microphone there. Uh, someone said, and, and I quote, Anita needs to be stopped. <laughs> like, that... That's the kind of thing you say about General Zod. <laughs> General Zod needs to be stopped. Mm. Electro needs to be stopped. He should be stopped, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if you had to... If you put it to a vote and said, okay, Electro, do we need to stop him? A lot of people would say, yes, please. Uh, if you could just put him away for a bit. Uh, he's really, really making a mess of New York with his electricity-based mayhem. Mm, friends. Yeah, I think if you if you posited the same question to this YouTube video we have seen on the internet, uh, does this need to be stopped? Is she a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? No, she's not. Get Magneto first, please. <laughs> or at the very least, Toad. Yeah, he's so, yeah, Toad, Toad's reckless. Mm. Um, no morals. Uh, and, I, you know, if I if I had a gun and someone was saying in my ear, you got to shoot one of them. This one is Toad. He, he licks Wolverine in the ass for the crimes. 
And this is Anita Sarkeesian. She did a video on the internet for a bit. I'll say, probably Toad. If, probably Toad. If I had to look at who was doing the most, or indeed any, damage. <laughs> Might be the uh, ass-looking. Yeah, yeah. The, the Toad-based mutant. <laughs> Versus... As opposed to the feminism-based mutant. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, as I said last time, you know, I've seen the videos. They're fair enough. Yeah, they're, they're fine. I mean, it's... I think a lot of the complaints, particularly about the first one, I haven't watched the second one yet, a lot of the complaint about the first one was that, well, it's kind of 101 stuff. But, yeah, because you lot have all demonstrated yourselves to be so fucking stupid that you need a 101 class. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on how this stuff works like it's not i'm sorry that's what i get like because uh, the gym position touches on these kinds of things sometimes and some people will say well this is obvious and i'm saying yeah yeah it's obvious but if you notice in the video i'm responding to direct quotes i've taken from things people have said mm. so it's not that obvious to a lot of people um you're right like it, it, the 101 we've not even left that classroom yet uh, we can't even begin to, to move on. But, you know, the last one, this one sort of expands on the ideas. And, um, you know, many have said it kind of directly uh, bites back at criticisms of the first part. Uh, mm. But again, not in a vicious way, not in a not in a way that I feel should induce any anger. Even if, even if she was saying totally off-base, dreadful things... I mean, she's no Jack Thompson. She's not even being combative. I just, I don't see... Like, I'm even struggling to formulate words because I'm so utterly baffled and confused mm. as to why this is an issue, why this is a problem. Uh, you know, I... No one's ever given me an actual reason as, you know, an, an example of the actual harm she's done uh, to where she, and again, I quote, needs to be stopped... Uh, she's doing videos on YouTube and would probably have a quarter of the views she has now if the reaction to her hadn't have made her a mega superstar celebrity. Um, you know, growth on a video, especially on the internet, you know, doesn't happen in a vacuum. Mm. Uh, and she had a fan base and was doing her stuff for her audience, which would have continued, but now she's doing stuff for everyone who's watching, which is a ton more people now, and which is well played to her. Sure. I envy that. I would love to put a video up and get just hundreds and thousands of views. Um, you know, no matter the topic. I reckon Anita's got a, a viewership for life, uh, which makes me insanely jealous, uh, but not enough to want to stop her well, that's the difference between you and the people who hate her so much. I think that more than what she's saying, people are mad that she was in the right place in the right time and what that said about our culture, that she is what people wanted. That people are mad that people wanted her to do what she's doing. They wish that our culture wasn't that way. They wish other people had louder voices. Uh, you know, I've heard people who are... Um, like the idea of what she's doing, but because she's not doing it exactly the way they're doing it, they're just as enraged 
because they're very envious that she's not, uh, yeah. they want to be in that position, but speak it from their point of view. And because they can't do that. Well, that's definitely where I'm at. Like her style of video production uh, or rather video presentation mm-hmm. doesn't speak to me. Um, I couldn't count myself as a real viewer of Anita. Sure. Um, you know, I'm obviously I'm one of those viewing it because it became such a big thing. I would mm-hmm. never have, have really done it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say she's bad, it's just totally not my style of, of presentation. I wouldn't watch a video presented the way she does it. Um, yeah. And, of course, my answer to that is to present videos on such topics the way I would like them presented by doing it myself. Right. And if I uh, permit myself the ego of saying that, um, which... I think is a more productive and healthy way of, of, of doing things. Um, not that I'm saying I'm better than everyone else in the world. You're that's, pretty good. It's not for me to say that I am the best person ever. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, I'd think it. I'd encourage others to think it. Sure. But yeah, I'm not going to say it, Jonathan Holmes. Encourage them to think that you are the best, or that they also like you want other people that. Mm, other people aren't the best. <laughs> <laughs> I've encouraged a lot of people who are angry that Anita is getting so much attention to at least start putting themselves out there, so maybe they could be in the right place in the right time at some point in the future. Because if they don't try, they'll never find out. Like, she was doing videos for a long time before the stars aligned in such a way that she uh, managed to get all this attention. And if you don't start and uh, get going, you'll never get to that place when the time is right for you. So I hope people just give it a shot. It's not that hard. Just get a video camera. Well, I mean, even even then, like, just don't watch it. Just, just Just don't watch it. Like, that's... I mean, there are people that go way beyond what Anita does. Like, personally aimed at me people will write things about myself like full articles in blogs and things with the specific intent to harm me mm. like assassinate my character or just insult me or or tell people i should be fired and killed or whatever and i learned a long time ago that if you don't read it it literally could never have existed could never have existed um Mm. you know people on twitter love to link me to this stuff i guess because they think there'll be a fight so there's stuff i've seen but once i know what the links are and and the people doing that shit i never go back there again and don't read that shit and then literally it never existed in my universe it doesn't exist so if your big problem with anita is that she exists just don't read the video I don't you want me to. <laughs> That's not their problem, though. They Their problem is that anyone else wants to watch her. So they'd love for no one to like her. That's their goal, uh, to turn people against them. So the world is more like how they want it to be. But uh, sadly, they end up just looking terrible most of the time when they try to do that. And making Anita look, or people like her, look more honorable in the process. Or virtuous. Yeah. People are real mad she doesn't allow comments on her videos either. Can you have labor? Censorship! Oh, yeah. Censorship! YouTube is the United States of America! I, uh, I don't... If I'm having a party 
uh, or choosing not to have a party gym, choosing not to have people in my house like uh, homeless gentlemen with pickaxes <laughs> and whatever. Why go against um, homeless people? Nothing. You've just suggested before that I start a wrestling federation in my backyard. Uh, where homeless men watch me cut a dog in half. So I might choose... a really good idea, Holmes. We should do that. I've never heard of that idea. (laughs) I do not know what that is, but I like the sound of it. Where did you come up with that? That is... Wow, and so quickly. So much detail. I I remember that one pretty distinctly. I don't... I do. I don't remember it. I think... (laughs) The only thing I remember doing on Podtoid is doing Games of the Week every week. Yeah. Where I, time we did that? Where I say, games of the week, what have you all been playing? And then we talk about the games we've been playing that past week. We which, haven't done that in like a year and a half. Yeah, we? some listeners said, why don't you bring that back? Let's do it. Can't be bothered. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about it last night and the night before. That, you know, we hadn't done that. Right. I don't think, it, as long as I've been on the show. Jonathan Holmes. Mm. What have you been playing this week? Oh, Funny you should ask. I bought Fire Emblem Awakening. It took a little while to get that. I waited for it to go on sale. What a weird game. You guys played it? So weird. Yeah. You want to hurry up and beat that game quickly because I'm going to be starting the World Wrestling Federation in your apartment <laughs> next week. So get that beat quick. Uh, I've got a lot of homeless men with tasers. Uh, they're going to like stab you with the tasers so that you've got electric powers. You're going to be called Blanca. Um, you're going to be doing this at weekends because uh, during the week we've got to run a Western Style Saloon and Brothel. That's when we're not down the graveyard robbing them. <laughs> I can't do it. It's a really long game. It's like 90 hours. It's pretty slow paced too. I just walked up to some uh, zombies that I think are made out of clay and killed them. I think they're uh, called golems. Maybe. I think they call them the Risen in the oh. game, because they rose. Uh, I've also been playing Resident Evil Revelations on the Wii U. I did a really good drawing of the Skag dead, because it killed me. So then you get to do a drawing of whatever killed you mm. in the Wii U version. That was fun. I like drawing on that. I spent maybe like a half hour just doing a drawing. So Yeah, it's a pretty fun little game there. I like the Miiverse features, how they integrated that into Revelations. Yeah, yeah. It makes me hopeful for a, a sequel uh, maybe a Claire Redfield focus sequel that would hit all the HD consoles and uh, Vita and 3DS and stuff like that. But I'd go for the Wii U one just for the Miiverse features because it's fun. Um, it's game tanked in Japan though. Sales came out in Japan. It did good on the PS3. It sold 100,000 copies, which is pretty good for Japan, and it sold 8,500 on the Wii U. So mm. nobody's buying games on that thing so far. So far, so bad for the Wii U in Japan. Pretty sad. Fuck it. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm interested, anyway, to see if they'll turn it around. Uh, I know in the United States, the Nintendo brand has really, or the Wii brand, anyway, has really been damaged. People associate it with just no fun or being kind of a loser, being uncool. It's uh, Developers don't want to develop for Nintendo. They just think it's kind of a... Uh, Cheap, gimmicky crap. Yeah, just lame, just like, in terms of their image, it's like, uh, I don't want to be associated... Out here in Mississippi, I know it's a bit backwater, um, but, you know, so obviously some of the things that happen here aren't indicative of the whole country, Mm -hmm. but people out here have things called the Wee Gluin. The Wee Gluin? Wee Gluin. 
as gluing, but without them saying the G at the end because they're from the South. Um, where if, if they find out you have a Wii U in your house, just a, a posse, a mob of, of rednecks will just break into your house one night, drag you out into your front yard, and just cover you in glue. They'll cover you in glue, like, not even super glue, just like golden gum or something, you know, just the golden gummy stuff, bear, like from bear-shaped containers. They'll just squidge glue all over you, and then just throw leaves and raffle tickets on you, um, pieces of paper with idiot written on it. They'll just sprinkle that at you, rice, bits of porn mags, they love throwing that, just... just not whole porn mags. Just not like, whole porn mags. They've just torn out the vaginas and the boobs and the bum the, oh, oh, no, I thought it was the articles, because Lord knows that's why I'm reading. Oh, no, no, this is Mississippi. They, they want to keep their reading up. Okay. So they, they throw away the bits of the porn mags they don't care for, the genitalia, because they're a godly nation, and they keep the articles, because they're a well-read literary nation. The Mississippians, uh, and you've got to spend, you know, for as long as you as the glue wears off, walking around town just covered in in raffle tickets and vaginas, and people will see them and go, "Damn it, there's one of them Wii U owners shooting with my gun," and they threaten to shoot you with a gun. You have to run away. That's different than the rest of the country. Most people just think, ah, oh, that's kind of for losers. Yeah. I want to play the cool games, not the loser games. Well, they're yeah. more they're more tolerant tolerant in other parts of the world. Yeah. No, I, no I, wee gluins. I didn't think Japan would be so down on it, but maybe they're waiting for the uh, games to come out or a price drop or something. Yeah. I heard in in parts of Tokyo, where you owners are forced to commit seppu glue, where they have to glue themselves. No, nobody should have to do that. That's no, what. No one should be forced to cover themselves in golden gum, and and sprinkle vaginas and, and nipples on themselves. But different customs. It's not for us to judge. That's uh, my my butt's in trouble again. Can we do the questions? Is it too soon? Uh... It's a butt trouble. I I'm holding out, but it's it's weird. I've got a. I'm really. Uh, contorted with areas and other areas to make it as comfortable as possible, but my body is not, my friend. Your it's butt is contorted. Body. Now, my whole body with the butt config as well is not. It's a weird configuration. I'm it's still really confused by your butt. I know, it's confusing. Me too. I might have to go to a Where real, does it hurt? I don't know. A lot of places. More than one. Like, does it hurt on the whole? I don't know. Maybe. Like, question. Uh, right on your squidgy rectum. So and what kind of a pain point. is it? Is it a stinging pain? Is it a throbbing? Is it an S ache? Stabbing? Uh, like, bruise, kind Slash of? Slash damage? It might be some, uh, yeah, dents, dents in the armor. You know how when uh, He-Man, the old He-Man toy, after a while they, they remade him so you could punch him in the chest and he'd get dented? So you've got a battle-damaged anus. I think so. And not just the anus. The whole cheeks. Like the muscles of the cheeks or the skin? The whole zone. Everything from the waist down is a sort of a bad scene. Does right it now. hurt inside? Uh, maybe. Let me... Uh, like have you got a deep, throbbing, rectal urge, pain? Maybe. It's not much of an urge. I, it, I hope it feels better. I urge it to... Yeah. Stop feeling this way. Yeah. 
Stop feeling this way. That could be a song. And I just can't take it anymore. Well, you're, you're getting to the My age poor bottom is your... really feeling sore. <laughs> I should. You're right, Conrad. I'm you're getting here. to the age where you should be getting that colonoscopy. Yeah. You yeah. need to take care of that anus because everything goes wrong when they hit your, your ripe old age. Yeah, I'm old. I'm going to die. Let's do some questions. Potoid questions. Okay. Before we even start the questions. Yeah. I was asked by Sergey the First from Shattered Cast. Oh God! At Shattered Cast on Twitter, they are doing a lot of guys, not just one guy. There are let's count them: uh, B Spike, Nide Seven, Kelso Time Bomb, Broccoli One Two Three Four Five, Matt Speaks Words, Killer Mime Ninety Three, and uh, also Sergey the First, and I think uh, Toby, Sir Toby, was on it uh, as well at one point. Have you had a dip? I did. They are excited. They're yeah. nervous. I listened. They're... Yeah? Of course I listened. How'd it go? I was terrified. I wanted to make <laughs> sure how how incriminating they were going to be and how close to us they were going to be it. How, how close do you think they were to us? I think we I think we got away with it. It wasn't that offensive. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it. I listened to like... A lot of the first, and then had to skim to because I was in the middle of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I, something about you screaming, "I am the real ZZ Top." <laughs> I remember uh, that was interesting. And there's yeah. another one as well, uh, Brittoid. Oh yeah, there's another one they do, which right? which I listen to because my old pal Louis is on it. He is oh. the man who I used to live with in the flat. Uh, the famous flat, and was also going to eat my brother's foreskin. Oh, right. Uh, so that was fun to listen to. So he's on the new Brittoid. Yeah. And you can find all these at podtoidfancast.blogspot.co.il. <laughs> of course, they would have the most complicated... I don't know what that is. What's an IL? I'm honestly just shocked it's not on a GeoCities page. And, <laughs> and, and designed like a 90s GeoCities page. That would be that. That would be impressive, actually. I, that's exactly what I would envision a website for. That's what our website should look like, frankly. Mm. Probably, yeah, yeah. Good on you guys. Thanks for doing that thing. Yep. Uh, question. Hey, I beat I beat Remember Me today. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. How was that? Remember? Can't remember. Question. Oh. <laughs> you. When's that Animal Crossing review gonna hit? Is there ah. on that? Ah. I'm excited to read ah. your thoughts on the new Animal Crossing. Ah. You played some City Folk, right? Ah. You just... ah. <laughs> Jim Sterling has become James Brown. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm excited about New Leaf, man. Excited about it. I, I don't play that Animal Crossing. You're reviewing it. I just heard it in the background. I'm playing Animal Crossing. I've I never heard it. Of, of Animal Crossing. That's a hard one to review, though, because uh, as you know, every season offers different things. So in order to really know everything that happens in the game, that's the guilt I felt when I reviewed City Folk is that I was like, well, I don't really know how awesome exactly playing all of June in June is going to be because I can't do that. But games are, are unique in that 
there's so much content and so much of it is is contingent on uh, a personal a player's personal experience with it that I think it's reasonable you know to to sort of draw a line in the stand at some point and say this is generally what the gameplay is like. Oh sure. Absolutely. You know, your yeah. mileage may vary, but mm-hmm. well let's be honest after you've spent a day with Animal Crossing you know what you're fucking getting. Yep. <laughs> Wake up oh, get through. robbed by that raccoon. They uh, Dig they, fossils. They, Not that I would know because I've never played Animal Crossing in my life. You, there's, oh, you son of a bee. You are a real bee in the A right now. What do you mean, quiet? I picked up a lost item. i got to find out who it belongs to. Does it belong to this pig or not, Jonathan? Agnes the pig, is this your fucking bag that I've found? When yeah, it like, did to you me, go you to DJ night? Bastard. The dog does DJ night now, and I've heard it's pretty cool. Can dance. So many questions came in. Why is the dog calling me kiddo now? I'm sure I made him say something else, like ejaculate or something. Uh, I will do a question. Elliot Cross. Can you keep it Cross down? Crossing. I'm trying to play this game that isn't Animal Crossing. Listen now, I'm doing the little animalese. Oh no, oh, this dog says Wanklord. Yeah, it's funny. Of all of the things that you have said to Holmes over the course of the last two years doing this podcast, this might be the most painful thing you've ever done to him. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, I don't. I, I know it's what you're trying to do. But I'm okay with not playing Animal Crossing. I'm actually no. That sounds really cruel. The the okay. intent. <laughs> The intent was, I thought it would be funny to deny I'm playing it while playing it. Pure childishness. There was no actual malice intended. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel bad. You didn't. Uh, I honestly didn't. Like, I'm excited that, to play it, but It's I just be. not until Conrad said that, and then I thought, no, this is genuinely the meanest thing I've ever done. <laughs> so I've, I've closed that up. Um, of course I've been playing Animal Crossing. Well, I used it to, to make fun of Kotaku, so... When's the uh, review going to happen? I think it's June 3rd. Oh, okay. Pretty soon. I think it's June 3rd. Got to get it written. Um, I'm more or less, I, I more or less know exactly what I'm going to say. I've spent like over a month with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I more or less know what I'm going to say, but uh, I want to get this Remember Me review written up first because that one is going to take a while. That one's uh, one of those ones where I'm taking more than a day. With it, because I'm a, a very, as I think I've said on Potter, I'm a very fast writer, and I tend to know what I want to say and just write how I speak, so it comes out and just that's I'm happy with it. This one I'm really taking time with because Remember Me is one of those games where there's a lot to say. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So it sounds like, regardless of whether you liked it or not, it's not like other games. Mm, it's. It's weird. <laughs> the feelings well, it inspires. There's a lot of uh, ambivalence to, involved. Oh. So, yeah. He's hoping I remember everything. Oh, I've done that one. Yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, Harry Bostock. And he, I think Harry's asked this a couple of times, so I'm glad I got to it this time. Uh, asks if we're excited for the new Telltale game, Wolf Among Us, which is based on the Fables comics from DC Vertigo, I believe it is, which takes uh, fairy tale characters, but they kind of had to reappropriate themselves for real life. So a character like the Big Bad Wolf can turn himself into a person, or had to in this case, uh, to 
try to fit into society. And I believe the the game Telltale's working on is about the big bad wolf being a cop. I think so in a city. And the only person that really remembers how terrible he's capable of being is one of the three little pigs who stayed a pig. And there's a lot of there's a very detailed mythology to the fables story and the fables concept that I'm only sort of familiar with, but I'm kind of excited about it. What do you guys think? Have you re- looked into it much? Have you been thinking about it? I don't know the first thing about fables. Like okay. I just know nothing at all. Um, I, I, I remember when it was first coming up, it was a thing that existed in, in a game form um, that there was a ton of excitement around it, but I just, I, I had nothing to base. I had no context for excitement, I guess. And I gotcha. still don't. I'm more or less the same. I know of fables, I know the concept, I know a few details, but not enough to where this is an exciting thing for me. Uh, it's, you know, it's could be based on all sorts of things for as for as much as I know about fables. So, you know, I'm definitely interested because, you know, I'm a fan of what Telltale does, but maybe I'll just, I'll see about looking into the comics and giving them a read first. Yeah, that makes sense. That speaks to something I'm wondering about. Uh, I've been thinking, for whatever reason, thinking a lot about how many awards The Walking Dead game won, but if people aren't that excited about those mechanics being introduced into a different storyline, a different fictional mythology, does that speak to the idea that people don't really care about the Telltale mechanics that much? It's just more whether the subject matter is fun for them? Oh, I think that's probably true. I mean, it it's I like the approach that they take mechanically to their games, and I think it worked really well for telling the story in, in Walking Dead. But um, the mechanics themselves are not... There's nothing really fun about the mechanics for the most part. It's, it's, the, narrat- it's the narrative, it's the presentation. Um, those are the things that make The Walking Dead so effective in conjunction with this sort of simple mechanic thing that's just a, a more a tool than i think a game a lot of the time gotcha so those tools are effective but what they're effective at is getting you to the content to the to the narrative that you want well, it's, yeah. it's 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 a story-based game mm. uh, and like all story-based games i think you've got to be invested in the story uh and to me i i <laughs> I'm invested in the story of me stamping on that dog's head. <laughs> She's so mad about something. I don't know what. I'm so far away from where she is right now. So um, yeah, no but anyway, I, if if there's like a crossover, if, if there's a licensed crossover thing, I tend to not be very excited about it uh, without knowing the source. Mm. It's a mental hang-up of mine. Like it's... I've enjoyed The Walking Dead. I'm not really a big reader of the comics. So once I play a thing, I'm all right with it. But to get me that far to playing it, if I've not got the investment in the original source material, I struggle to get to the point where I want to play it. I had the the same kind of issue with Saw, actually. The the Saw video game, which I was I had no interest in the films whatsoever, or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So for some reason, I wound up playing the game at a uh, at E3 or something like that. I remember and I was that. like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. And when it came out, I played it and I, I enjoyed it enough that I wound up watching 
too many of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> They're not all bad. The They're movies. not all bad. I like the first one a lot. I like the third one quite a bit. Hmm. I sort of remember the second one best for whatever reason. With the uh, second Bob one, it, the second one was a completely different script originally. That oh, was then adapted to be a Saw movie, I guess. Huh. That's weird. I think I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. It's, if you watch it, it doesn't follow the formula. It's more like a scary house mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, yeah, and then you look at three, which is very clearly written by exactly the same people, uh, and and it has a lot of the tone. Even though it is expanded, obviously, out of that room, uh, it feels more like the first one. Uh, how many of those do they make? Like five. I think they've made five or six now. Oh, good gravy! I think they stopped for a little while. I, I, I hope they're done. I'm sure I heard the word Saw 7 at one point. I may be um, wrong, though. I've This has to be put to bed now. What does that mean? Saw. Film. Oh. I just want to see how many there are. Cause, sure. Because I literally won't care in three minutes. So I've got to know now. But when you say, when you announce, this has got to be put to bed now, that can mean so many things. That is true. Uh, where are we at? Saw, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, Saw 5, Saw 6, and Saw 3D, which I'm guessing is just the 3D version of the first one. So there are seven, but six actual films. Ah, uh, alright. Now we know. Yeah, and two video games. Saw and Saw 2, Flesh and Blood. It's so weird that they made two of them. I wonder if those sold alright. Konami, yeah. right? No, I'll have to look into that. Uh, at 47 asks, which was the superior B. Arthur vehicle? Mod or Golden Girls? Golden. You guys have strong feelings about that? That's a Rune Flanagan was in Mod as well, at least by season yep, that four. That was them so. reunited. Yep. Well, I think Mod Mod predates Golden Girls by some. Right. That's degree. what I'm saying. That's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, Golden Girls was. Uh, Golden Girls reunited then. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. In Mod, she is close to how old I am. So I can kind of see her as a peer, maybe even a potential uh, life partner. Whereas in Golden Girls, it's like it's hard to picture her on my level. Uh, Maude, she's much more feisty. She causes a lot of trouble. Golden Girls, she's kind of the straight guy slash girl. She, uh, you know, mixes it up with Betty White a bit. Poor Betty White. I feel so badly for her on that show. We're constantly making fun of her. Have you seen it? She'll come in and be like, hey, guys, I made some bread. And they'll be like, shut up, you idiot. And then the laugh track will happen. <laughs> like, this is the show? Why are you so, be so mean to her? That happened every episode of Golden Girls. Pretty much. I yeah. made some bread. Shut up, you idiot. <laughs> and then one of them would throw a half-drunk bottle of whiskey at her. And it'd smash on the wall above her head. And she'd run away and eat all the bread herself. <laughs> that would be a great episode. Uh, do you guys have strong feelings about it? If no. not, I'll we'll move on. Not really. It's an American show. Oh, that's Once, true. Golden Girls did reach Britain, but I was really young when it was on. So, like, really young. So it really didn't gain much ground with me. I didn't watch... Uh, I've never watched Mod. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Mod. I'm familiar with it. You know, I know that it's a spin-off of All in the Family, which I've watched a fair bit of, but... I've never even seen the. I've never seen an episode with Maude on All the Family. So interesting. You should um, check it out. I'll give you a brief synopsis. Maude is Edith's feminist sister, 
Right. So she's kind of the opposite of, of Edith. Very strong-willed. Her husband is not, I wouldn't call him soft, but he's not tough. He's bald and got a mustache. He's just like, Maud, why are you doing this? And then uh, sexy daughter for the guys who otherwise wouldn't watch it. Adrienne Barbeau. Who oh, was sure, no, sure, sure. Yeah, Swamp Thing. Everyone knows her from Swamp Thing and those late nights watching Cinemax. Teenage boys. Well, no, I know her as Ruthie the Snake Dancer from Carnival. Oh, my mistake. Because she's fucking awesome in that. I've never seen that. Sounds she's good. like the only redeeming character in the entire goddamn show. Anyway, That's sorry. a show? I oh, it was, yeah. It was uh, two seasons on HBO. Um, it's set in the 1920s in the Dust Bowl. Okay. And um, it's about a traveling carnival that has picked up this guy who is somehow involved in this long, kind of cryptic, mystical legacy that defines the battle between good and evil on Earth. Huh? And so he, he like, he, he lays on hands and heals. You know, but the life force has to come from somewhere, and so something has to die for him to give life. And meanwhile, Clancy Brown's in it. Okay. The fucking Kurgan. Like, boom, there you go. Uh-huh. Uh, he plays a, a, a preacher, a revival preacher in California uh, who also is having these sort of mystical experiences and is somehow tied into this. And it, it sort of accelerates to them coming to together and facing off. But it's not clear who's on what side. And Really smart, creepy show. You mm. should watch it. But it was, it's one of those things where it costs like $2 million an episode to produce. Oh, sure. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Great oh, show. I will look into that. Uh, Adrienne Barbeau was also in Escape from New York. Yes. Yeah, she's good in that. Uh, Bob Webb, who is at Shifting Bits on Twitter, asks, Is there an indie games bubble? Is the growth we see in the market sustainable, or we will, will we see a decrease in this next generation. Uh, I, I think there's a bubble to everything. I think that uh, when people find out that there's money in something and do it just for the money, that tends to cause things to expand in ways that don't lead to any sustainable growth. It's the opposite of building a big foundation, which you can uh, actually contain and have something strong come out of it, whereas a bubble is going to pop, and things pop when they're done for just for the money generally speaking that's how the um that's how all those houses and all those loans work i think there are i think there are a lot of bubbles in and around what indie independent game development is you know i think that there's probably a crowdfunding bubble that has Mm. expanded to a point where we could see something sort of disastrous happen there uh you know there are other pockets and of course individual companies could have a massive success and that'll balloon expectation and uh and their their finances and perhaps their goals and ambitions uh but i think it's a lot of small bubbles that Mm. not any one of which is necessarily going to stop this train Mm -hmm. um people are, are are going to keep making these regardless of whether or not people buy them And uh, I think people are going to continue to buy them as long as they're good. Yeah, I uh, I think that retro game, like making a game that just the only point of it is that it looks like a game from 20 years ago, that's not 
doing too well. That's popped, uh, from what I can tell. People aren't getting away with that in the way they used to. They're, they've moved on to try to, to feed off the nostalgia of people who grew up on the low polygon count era, the PS1 and 64 era. I think that's going to not go as far as they'd hoped. But, right, but then here you have a group like Yacht Club who comes along and has this massively successful Kickstarter for what is really, lo- you know, could very easily be seen by people as retro for retro's sake. Sure, but but it's I guess it's not because the retro for retro's sake games didn't do that well. But they made a game where, you know, it's a love letter to the kinds of games they grew up on. But first and foremost, they're like, let's make the best game we can with the resources we have. And there's like five of them, so they couldn't do anything too much bigger than that. And I think it shows. I, I like to think that the cream... Is still rising to the top a lot of the time. Well, the- I'm sure a lot of those projects that were, you know, dismissed because they seem to be just doing it for the sake of being retro to get attention and get popular. Uh, it, for that matter, they maybe just didn't clarify their message effectively mm-hmm. enough. It's Absolutely. not it, so. There's a, a lot of motivation. There's a lot of difficulty in in communicating what your goals are, uh, and I think it's especially true for smaller individuals who just don't have experience doing it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then you look at a company like Microsoft who can't control their message about the Xbox One, and for God's sake, they have been doing this for a long time. And not unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty so. successful. Yeah. yeah, I can't help but wonder if they're still going to be fine. They're probably still going to be fine. The they're, they're still going to be fine. I don't know. There may not be they may not be as game focused a company it's as hard as it that seems like a silly statement to say right now doesn't it oh they might become less game focused <laughs> wow but uh they they may back away back back away from games after this console generation if it doesn't pan out the way that they want and and just focus on home entertainment boxes entirely <laughs> it'd be so easy for them though that's the thing about all the mistakes they've made so far with the xbox one uh, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard for them to just flip their message and change their focus because the hardware is going to be good. So as long as you put out, well, I hope so. What if it melts again? Oh, uh, still- uh, but I think it's, I think it's way way bigger than uh, than than can be just switched off at this point. the The train is in motion. It's left the station. Yeah, they want basically they want to do in the living room what they did in the office with PCs. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want all entertainment done through that. The whole Xbox One philosophy is that um, games are, I think, going to stay a part of that because that's part of what they are trying to do with everything. I don't think they're they're going to dump games at the end of this generation. They're just going to keep trying to be... I just think they're going to pay the same kind of lip service to games as they have on PC traditionally. Sure, I think that's sure. what's going to happen with the console. They're going to yeah. be, oh, they're, they're available, but... They don't it. care. They don't care that the games exist. They don't care that there's a game market. All they care is that if there's a game market, you're going to be enjoying it through them. That's really all they care. It's like, if the market's there in entertainment, they are the gateway. Yeah, that's what they did with uh, operating systems, I guess. Yeah. That's what they want to be. Blarg. Should we do more questions? Well, they like, try to do it with browsers, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the browser thing. The Internet Explorer? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that went well. That old thing. I forgot it existed. It's not so good. Uh, This might be, I don't know if you guys have an answer for this one. Cardboard Bread asks, which games do you remember fondly 
but played again recently and didn't like. Has that happened to you guys recently? Or in the past couple of years, at least? I I wouldn't say didn't like, but there are some games I don't have the patience for now that I had back then. Mm-hmm. Um, Abe's Odyssey is one of them. Uh, Loved Abe's Odyssey back in the day, but I recently replayed it about a couple of years back, and I just I don't I don't have time for this. Well, that game's that game's just fucking vicious. I see. I can see why that would be because it's so much repetition and the timing can be so exact. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's Very not the fun. the most like wieldy of guys to control. No, I'll but be interested to see how this HD version pans out. Oh, actually. oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, jeez, uh, Resident Evil 2 didn't enjoy that in the same way again. I forgot how framey it was. You know how people bagged on Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D if there's too many characters on the screen, it gets like jittery? Almost all of Resident Evil 2 was like that. Maybe I was just playing a messed up version of it or something, but it was uh, all screwed up. Chrono Trigger, not as good as when I was young. Definitely way more tedious, much less uh, fun per second than I remembered. A lot of games just don't hold up in the same way because what they were trying to do, uh, this is so obvious. You guys know what I'm going to say, right? No? No. Really? Just say what you're going to say. I guess so. Yeah, they were trying to do stuff, but now other games have done it better. So you go back and you're like, eh, it's not that good. Uh, Kirian D asks if we have played the Yawig yet. And actually now the developer of the game, Damien Sommer, is talking about how we have a review copy of the games. We play it. The Yawig, I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's a Y-A-W-H-G. That's how you say it. It's a weird game. It's a multiplayer text adventure with good drawings by a comic book artist. I believe her name is Emily. It's a weird new PC game. Hmm. You guys, you gonna play it? Play it? Yalog. I mean, I'm intrigued. I like text adventures. All right, you just got the review. No. Congrats. No, that's not how that ha- That's not how that works. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joshing. Yeah, hopefully somebody will. But yeah, I, yeah, I think we could probably find someone who would do that. Yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting. It, it's randomized as well. So they wrote a lot of different stories that can fit together, um, but every time you play it, it's different how those stories fit together. And I know there's demon babies, and I know it's kind of a Dungeons & Dragons feel where it's you and your friends, again, multiplayer text adventure, and you each get to make your own choices, and how they all come together is different depending on when you play and who you play with. It's so pretty neat. Uh, yeah, gotta go, but gotta go, but do gotta go fix it. Gotta go fix the butt. I'm sorry. Definitely, definitely gotta fix the butt. I definitely do. It's very distracting. Uh, hopefully, I talk okay, even though butt bad. What do you guys do last week? Uh, there's a new episode of the question on Destructoid, trying to figure out how Microsoft could turn around this whole uh, negative impression that people have gotten at the Xbox One, so that's up there now. Uh, there's going to be a couch campaign up a little bit later today, I hope, uh, which is uh, going to be Metal Slug X. Jordan and I played that. Not, oh, man, is that embarrassing? Because I'm like, you know, I start out the game, I'm like, I'm actually pretty good at this one. And then I just, right after I, the words left my mouth, 
it was just a cavalcade of embarrassment. Like, one stupid death after another for, like, 35 mm. minutes. So enjoy that. Um, and let's see. We, we skipped office chat this week because everyone's out of town for the most part. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a good amount of stuff. That's good. stuff. Yeah. Uh, we did sub homes with JW and Rami of Lambeer. I'm going to post that rerun. I'll write the post tonight, probably wait till tomorrow to actually get it up there so it doesn't get posted at midnight. So that should be up by the time people are listening to this or shortly after. Interesting episode. It was great to see their dynamic. They are uh, partners, but JW was quick to say, but we're not friends. I would not invite him to my birthday party. And then they just smiled and laughed as though it was true. I'm like, are you really saying that about the guy that you make popular video games with? Um, and it seemed like the tension between them is a big part of their creative process. And their conflicts is how their games end up being as refined as they are because they really battle until uh, the game ends up being as refined as possible. So that was really interesting. And they also announced that they, they kind of announced their new game. But I'll let you watch the episode for that. That'll be interesting. So that's up on iTunes and on YouTube. And oh, that reminds me, actually. I finally was able to rescue the uh, episode with the Denaton. Oh, cool. Really? So the video, yeah, so the video version, like the, the podcast version has been out for months and months and months. But I was finally able to recover the video. And that's going to go up on the Detroit TV channel here in the next day or two. Thank you for being so tenacious with that. And I will let uh, Denaton know they made um, Hotline Miami, which since has really blown up since they were on Sublomps. So you're welcome. For <laughs> nothing. Uh, we did nothing. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, we didn't. Anyway, and this Sunday we've got Graham and Chris from Drinkbox Studios who made Guacamelee. They will be on talking about that, and I'm excited to have them on. That's uh, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Sunday on Twitch TV, and I also put a post up on Destructoid. So you can watch it there. I'm excited to get to know those guys. Met them at PAX a couple of times, but this will be the first time I've talked to them at length, so hopeful about that. Another thing that might happen, might happen like right now, is the artist who designed the Bidoof Shock Infinite art for an episode of Teenage Pokemon, the PAX special episode. We helped, I helped her to make a poster, but she's going to sell it. She's going to get all the profits from it. And uh, I'm going to do a post about that. She's only making a thousand. She's going to print a thousand and they're not going to be that cheap, but I have one. I got a test print and they're super nice. The, the paper quality is almost like canvas. It's like having a painting of a, a Bidoof in your house. So look for that. Buy it if you want. It's only going to be 1000 so act fast. I think that's it for me. How about you, Jim? Oh. Ah. Um, I reviewed Fuse on Destructoid.com. Fuse, which is a, uh, uh, it's a shooter. There's that one that was called Overstrike and looked very cartoony and wacky and, and very interesting and then got called Fuse and looked like the kind of game that would be called Fuse. Um, it's up there with Haze and Inversion and Mind Shooty Guy, whatever that Square Enix one was, and Quantum Theory. Uh, hmm? Oh, is that all? Yeah. It's a cover-based shooter that cover-based shooter 
does that. Ugh. Dull game. Um, upsetting. But the review's up 4.5, I believe, out of the 10. Um, you read that. And over at escapismagazine.com, I did Jimquisition, which was called When the Star Screams Kill Used Games which was in part a response to Ben Kachera's article on Penny Arcade Report where he said that killing news games wouldn't be such a bad thing. And so I pointed out a, a, a lot of the defense of, of anti-used games policies basically hinge on giving the benefit of the doubt to entities that have earned nothing but doubt. So mm. that that was the crux of that. And also at The Escapist, myself and Yahtzee from uh, Zero Punctuation teamed up once more for Jim and Yahtzee's Poetry Rhyme Down. Um, this week, both of our poems were unsurprisingly about the Xbox One. So it's good. If you like poems and you like ragging on Microsoft, then that'll sort you out. And if you like puerile, pointless shit, we have sorted you out today with this drivel and we'll do it again next week for some reason uh, until then bye oh bye